The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. We are continuing with our look at the Guardian cards. This is part two of a four-part series. In this episode, we are going to take a look at Taunt Level 0, Taunt Level 2, Teamwork, and Leadership. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Just a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around or are good in one particular deck get a Blessed Token, while cards we believe are destined for the list of taboos or are simply bad for the game get a curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your reward. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Treaty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the new Whisper in Darkness logo that I use for the podcast, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. We are back with our reviews of the player cards in the uh, Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. We're going to kick things off this time with Taunt. It is a one-cost event that has a willpower and combat skill icon, the tactic trait. It's fast, play only during your turn, engage any number of enemies at your location. This is uh, the only engage effect that is available uh, in the Dunwich Legacy and uh, there happen to be some very nasty aloof enemies uh, in this uh, particular campaign. Uh, Whippoorwills chief among them so having a way to engage those enemies without taking an action for a resource is uh, very nice. Uh, if you're playing in multiplayer of course you can grab as many enemies as you want after uh, from other players at the table. The tactic trait will synergize with stick to the plan down the road once you pick up Path to Carcosa. And there is a uh, level 2 upgrade available for Taunt uh, in the box that we will look at in a moment. What do you guys think about uh, Taunt? I think at first this was a card that I wasn't very warm to, but after playing with it a few times, it's pretty nice. There are times when engaging an enemy is just annoying. Like, you don't really want to have to spend an action to engage an enemy, and this allows you to just grab it off one of your allies or grab it off the location and deal with it, like we were saying earlier with Whippoorwills, or even just the Seeker draws the enemy instead of the Guardian. Now the Guardian can just snag it, and the Seeker can go about their turn, which is pretty nice. It also obviously combos with Zoe, because Zoe gets ah. extra resources, which is cool. It's cheap and fast. It's hard to... Hard to complain about. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, actually, it is pretty good in this, but it gets even better in three or four players because then that's when you actually start making engage actions just to pull things off of other people. In fact, remember when we were talking about Blackjack and we were saying uh, you can just take the engage action instead of including Blackjack in your deck? Taunt lets you do that. Ta Taunt is what Black was what. Just play Taunt instead of Blackjack. 
is what is what I'm getting at. Because the only reason you would play blackjack is you're worried about failing an attack on an enemy that's engaged with someone else. Well, just play taunt, and then you don't even have to spend any actions pulling the bad pulling the thing off of you, and problem solved. Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's not like the it's not a, something to really build a deck around, unless maybe your Zoe because it can be like. You know, you can probably get like two or three resources off of it in a situation where Taunt is pretty good. But it's one of those where um, it's just good to have as utility. Unfortunately, the icons aren't so great, but yeah, it's anything that's fast is going to save you actions is pretty good. I've actually Not played bad. this one in, in several of my solo decks. I don't think I would play more than one copy simply because it's not the type of effect that you need all that often. But the ability to pull especially a whipper will or if you get unlucky and get two whipper wills and you're caught in that the whipper whirlpool where you've got two whipper wills dealing minus two to your stats across the board being able to grab both of them and deal with them quickly is is very nice this also comes in handy later down the road when you pick up path to carcosa there's an enemy in that that always spawns unengaged with you and the ability to just grab it without having to take an action is very helpful especially because it's it's fairly beefy and you need to be able to if you want to engage it and kill it in one action it's kind of tough to do that the traditional way so being able to play a fast card to to grab it is helpful how would you guys uh, rate this one this one sits between a zero and a plus one for me, but I think I'm going to stick with a zero because like you were saying, this is an effect you need a lot of in your deck. It's not like a weapon or discovering clues. You know, this is something you'll play one of and feel pretty good about it, but it's not going to win you the game overall, but it might save you a couple actions, which is nice. In fact, even if um, you play it and you engage a single enemy at your location, I think it's it's still pretty good. Yeah, so I'd actually put it as a zero. It's a fine card. It's not like a something you just like are really excited to put in there, but it's one of those where it's like, okay, I've built my Guardian. Now I'm going to put Taunt in there to um, round out the package. Something that just came to me, by the way, is Taunt is not the worst thing you can take in actually Skids or Tool, because yeah. as, uh, especially when you're dealing with large, like, like really large enemies, the ability to engage and evade something that's on another investigator can you know, kind of save their bacon. And Skids is good for that because he has lots of flexibility with lots of actions. Yeah, like the conglomeration comes to mind. Evading exactly. <laughs> yeah. Feels pretty good. I mean, yeah, exactly. Zoe also has five out-of-class slots, so that often leaves you with a one-of anyway. So this is kind of a nice... Oh, I see what you're saying. for that, so... Yeah, out of 30, she has five of them that are off class. And then you, so it's like you have this odd man out amongst your 25 guardian guards. Yeah, yeah you can put a taunt in there and you'll probably feel good about it. Also, one thing that's worth knowing is that this combo is very well Zoe's cross. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah, it's because now you've spent no actions and you kill a whippoorwill. <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, but I'd give it a zero, though, because it's not something that is, is like you're going to be super excited to play, but it's one of those where it's like, you know, you've built your, you've built 25 out of your 30 and you're looking for extra like utility and you put in taunt. We do see this type of effect uh, on several cards down the road. Uh, so there are uh, other cards that do something similar. Some of them might actually do it better depending on the type of deck you're building. But I think as far as, you know, if you're just starting and you've got the revised core and you've got Dunwich, 
this is going to do you pretty well. If you then pick up the Nathaniel Joe starter deck, you get get over here, which is uh, quite good as well yeah. and has a similar effect. I'd, I'd really like to give this one a plus one simply because it is the only effect in the box that does this, which is rare, but I, I'm, I think I'll stick with zero as well, just because it is, I think it is a one of in, in many decks and it does very well for what it does. But yeah, unless you run into this effect, the icons aren't particularly appealing and, but it, it uh, can save you an action. That brings us to the level two version of Taunt. Uh, same cost, costs two XP. It has willpower, combat, and an agility skill icon, which is kind of a weird combination. I think most cards these days would double up on either the willpower or the uh, combat skill icon rather than having three different icons. Tactic trait, fast, play only during your turn, engage any number of enemies at your location. Draw one card for each enemy engaged this way. So basically the same as the level uh, zero version, except you get to draw one card for each enemy, which this is also special because it is one of the, maybe the only draw effect in the Dunwich Legacy for, for Guardians. Oh, right. So there is another level two card or level three card that we get to talk about a little later on that guardians can use to draw cards with but as far as fast ways to draw cards i think this is their only way to do it like in the um, entire card pool to date oh yeah you're right the one real downside of taunt level two is that it's situational card draw because often enough when you want to draw cards it's because you have an empty hand and you want to reload and you want to do it proactively the thing about taunt is that you don't play it proactively you have to like wait for a decent situation to play it and then you you know you'll draw one or two cards so i'd spend my i'd i'd if i wanted to draw cards as a guardian i'd put my xp into other things like um even emergency cash level two um because that'll give you a card and you do it proactively and it's like the same amount of xp you get card draw but it's like a proactive effect that you're already doing you don't have to wait around for the right situation to draw cards yeah, yeah i would i would agree this kind of feels like the upgraded lucky you know those it feels very similar in the way that those upgrades kind of behave or this feels like a luxury upgrade to me it's good at least it's worth the two experience you know yeah it's a, a solid upgrade but i don't know how often you'll be upgrading into this especially in dunwich that's notoriously stingy with its experience points yeah, yeah that, that's a that. very good point because dunwich of all of the campaigns dunwich is the the one that uh your cup does not runneth over with xp in the dunwich legacy so a lot of these sort of luxury upgrades just sort of fall by the wayside because if you're going to pick up something like the lightning gun that we will look at later probably don't have a ton of xp to begin with and the lightning gun is going to take up most of that but i guess the nice thing is is that if you're only playing one copy of taunt you're only on the hook for two, not four, which you typically pick up two copies of things. So that's that's something. So if you're playing, if you do end up with, maybe you're sitting at a table where you're abusing Delve too deep or something like that, and you end up with a little experience points, it's not bad. What do we? How would we rate this one? I think within the context of just the Corn Dunwich, I would give this a zero. 
it's a fine upgrade. You know, like we said, drawing cards is good, and Taunt was a playable card at the level zero version, but with the amount of XP you get in Dunwich, you're just not gonna have the time to upgrade into this, I feel. I'd actually give this one an other thing, to be honest. The primary reason why you're playing Taunt does not get better. It doesn't cost less, it doesn't engage and deal damage to enemies. It it's just for the card draw. And I think you have higher priority upgrades as a guardian, all of which we're going to be talking about soon. So Elder Thing. I'm tempted to go either Elder Thing or Zero. I think I would give it a Zero if it had better icons, mm -hmm. because that agility skill icon does basically nothing, unfortunately, for most Guardians. You're not going to be evading a lot of enemies, and if you are evading an enemy, one agility skill icon isn't really going to be enough to to turn the tide in a lot of cases. The card draw is very nice, but like we said, it's it's situational. It's not like you can play it whenever you want and draw cards. You've got to engage the enemies first. So I think I'll settle on a uh, an Elder thing for this one. As much as I like the level zero version, I don't think I've ever upgraded to the level two version, uh, generally because I've got the whole card pool, and if I want to draw cards, I have a lot better options, especially for somebody like Roland who has access to the Seeker card pool, and there are much easier ways for him to draw cards. So I think this is primarily for, for somebody like Zoe. Well, like I mentioned, uh, Emergency Cash Level 2 is in the box, and that costs the same amount of XP and draws a card. The next card we're going to talk about is Teamwork. It is a zero-cost event with a wild skill icon tactic trait. Investigators at your location may give or trade any number of item assets, ally assets, or resources among one another. This is the first card that we received that has this type of effect. There are a, a couple of others in uh, the recent Edge of the Earth Investigator expansion that uh, iterate on this uh, on this ability. I have actually played this to fairly good effect uh, in multiplayer. Obviously, it's uh, you can't play this really in solo. I believe I handed a fire axe to somebody and they were able to to go ham with the fire axe. So it does have its use, but I think as with many of these sort of teamwork cards, you really need to be coordinating with the other players at the table to ahead of time to be like, hey, so you have X card I want. Let's make a deal. I'll teamwork it over to you at some point. What do you guys think about this one? I've never played this card, honestly. I never find myself often in the situation of like specifically coordinating to get another investigator to play a particular thing that seems like way too much legwork for me personally but i like the concept of it you know and the fact that bob exists as an investigator is sort of pretty cool but uh, eh. yeah this is yeah, like uh, Mr. Lang said, this is the first of a few effects we've received where you're giving cards to each other. I think it's it's a it's a very like undiscovered country of Arkham Horror deck building is like team building, where you can, I mean there's so there's like a really high ceiling of all sorts of crazy stuff you can probably do with this. Um, one thing that's worth noting with teamwork is it doesn't say you and another investigator can trade one thing. It says everybody at your location 
can trade any number of things, mm-hmm. including resources. So I think there's a lot of potential there if you really like work it. Like if you have one person with like an expensive deck and not a lot of resource generation, somebody with a lot of resource generation and it's like kind of a cheap deck, I think there's a lot of possibilities here and it kind of boggles the mind. There's probably a lot of hilarious stuff you can do, like give Zoe Samaras Leo DeLuca. Oh wait, she can already do that. Okay, never mind. Well, I like the idea of Jenny taking this card because yes. Jenny has a pile of money. Just give out all the money. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of options there. Skids can if he uh, loads up on cash, but he has a built-in outlet to spend his cash. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But I think this is one of those where it's like really difficult to evaluate because it just it requires a lot of coordination. And but the key, I think the key tip here is uh, don't put this in your deck willy-nilly, like. Mm-mm. Because most, like most Arkham players that I've personally played with, when they build their decks, they build like the cost curve of their assets. They're all it's all pretty self-sufficient. They've are they build their decks assuming they're not going to need any additional resources or additional items or additional allies. You know, it's like the deck is self-sufficient. So if you just jam this into your deck, you're probably it's probably not going to do much for you, because it, often enough, like other players at the table will be like, no, I'm good. Because they've already planned out what all their slots are going to be, like their hand slots and their ally slot and their item slots. Yeah, so it, it'll often be a dead card if you don't coordinate. But if you coordinate, I think there's a lot of hilarious stuff you can do with this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think you make a good yeah. point there, Metastrophic, that while the idea of swapping a bunch of stuff sounds pretty neat, most players aren't really set up to take advantage of swapping. It's like... Yeah. If you're a Seeker and you're playing Dr. Mylan Christopher, you're not going to give Dr. Mylan Christopher to to Zoe for whatever reason. Yeah. Like maybe there's a circumstance where that is is necessary, but most of the times, you know, you need your Dr. Mylan Christopher for your deck to run and Zoe won't know what to do with him. So I think especially at this stage of the game where you're working basically with the revised core and Dunwich this is one of those cards that gets a lot more appealing once your card pool really expands and you're playing in multiplayer and you start to discover like, hey, what wouldn't it be cool if Zoe had, you know, X card and here's the way to get that card to Zoe unless you're playing, you know, down the road Bob or something like that. So I think this one gets a blessed token from me. You You yeah. really can't. This is not a card you just put in your deck and be like, hey, we're going to swap some stuff at some point. This is a card you've sat down with everybody at the table. You're like, okay, who needs resources? Are we gonna, Are you going to run short? Okay, maybe I'm playing Jenny. I will pass you resource. We'll, we'll use teamwork to pass around resources or a particular item. But I think a lot of the time your deck is going to function perfectly well without this. So unless you've really sat down and talked to everybody, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put this in your your deck. Is uh, it's dangerous to go alone? The old Zelda quote too. It is. It's, yep. Yeah. It's and I like thought. how the picture is a guy like handing a gun to another guy. It is yep. dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yep. <laughs> so nice little Easter egg in there. What do you guys? Uh, how would you rate this one? Yeah. This is like the epitome of a blessed token, right? This is a card you absolutely not only have to build around in your own deck, but then you got to expect other players at the table to build around it as well. Yes. 
Yeah, coordination required, plus token. I think this would be cool if you had a group of multiple investigators carrying cards like this, and you could, like, more readily swap things. But at two copies, yeah. it's really hard to justify building multiple decks around, I think, at least within the context of just the core in Dunwich. Because, like Men from Lang was saying, like, what Seeker is going to want a 45 automatic of the two Seekers? You know, like, like you really have to figure out what items or allies you're yeah. going to pass around the table. And if you're just going to pass around resources, just play emergency cash. That's true. Exactly. Like, use the slot on resource generation if instead of just planning to pass resources around. Unless, of course, like, you're Jenny and you're going to help everybody out. But yeah, yeah, coordination required. <laughs> coordination required. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking about giving skids peter sylvester level two and how neat that actually is because he could use the willpower and he can use the the horror soak and he can use the agility ally but you know that's one of those things where you sit down and coordinate like i'm playing ashcan pete i'm going to give skids my plan is to give skids my peter sylvester level two you know and then he can take off but you know you gotta sit down and work that out beforehand mm -hmm. yeah i Plus think two. it's it's the the one problem i think you run into is that a lot of the time, the cards that you want to give away, that you would consider giving away, are so good that you'd kind of be crimping your own deck by giving them away. Sometimes, it's like, yeah. I'm playing Leo DeLuca. I'm going to give Leo away to somebody else. Like, they better have a pretty damn good use for Leo for me to be well, like... Well, you, you can take their ally, too. Keep that in mind. So true. true. You see, coordination required. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, sit down with your friends, talk about it. If you think that this type of effect would be useful at your table, then you do have an option. Otherwise, uh, stick to uh, stick to other cards. It's not clear from reading the card, but there is an exception. You cannot give away signature assets. Right. Because that's something that's in actually like the, the rules reference itself that like other investigators can't use your signature assets. So no given Duke away to go walkies with skids. Can't do that. That brings us to the final card of this review, and it is Leadership. It is a skill that, cause, that uh, has one wild skill icon, the practice trait. While Leadership is committed to a skill test being performed by another investigator, Leadership gains one willpower skill icon and one wild skill icon. Uh, I'm probably not the best one to talk about this card because I've never played it. <laughs> As a solo player, not... Uh, I could, I guess, I could play it for the one wild skill icon, but at this point in the game, there were better options. If you're playing solo, I can definitely see its its use in multiplayer. Giving somebody basically a, a souped up, unexpected courage for a willpower skill test isn't a bad option. But what do you guys think about this one? I've played this with Vase to pretty good effect. He was playing Skids and I was playing Carolyn. And being oh, able to give go. Skids three yeah. willpower icons is pretty nice. And it really yeah. doesn't require that much setup. And there are so many willpower treacheries between the core and Dunwich that you'll have plenty of targets. Yeah, I think Zoe could play this to decent effect too because... So the problem with playing Leadership is what are you taking out? And I would, I don't think I would take out Guts for this. No. No, I don't think I would take out Guts for this, but 
the fact that it's an unex it could be unex basically unexpected courage three and four for you like that's pretty good and it um, can allow another player at the table to run a little light on willpower skill icons yeah that's because true. you can kind of back them up with leadership that's true. And uh, one thing I've been noting, because I'm actually playing in a core Dunwich-only game lately, that some icons could be, like, really short. If, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your card pool is only core and Dunwich, like, you don't have a lot of choices for icons to put in your deck. So leadership can kind of really fill that gap, despite being your unexpected courage that you can hand out. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, plus, if you're only playing with Again, one corset and one copy of Dunwich. You only have so many copies of Guts. Oh, yeah. In that case, you're probably going to want to put this in because um, you're just limited on copies and every, every mm -hmm. player at the table needs to have a 30-card deck and, you know, you're kind of hard-capped. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. like you were saying, like, leadership isn't a bad card in Zoe because it at least still gives you five willpower or yeah. five fight, which is yeah. still fine. I will also say that the practiced trait gets much better as you build your card pool as well. So right. there's that to keep in mind as well. Yeah, once you yeah. Uh, once you get around to picking up Dark Side of the Moon for practice makes perfect, then all of the practice cards get a little bump up in uh, in power. How would uh, you guys rate this one? I think within the context of the core and Dunwich, I'm going to give this a zero. It's fine. You know, like you are sort of short on a playable amount of skill cards and this one is certainly playable yeah i think uh, in the context of guardian in the in the small card pool because they don't have take the initiative yet then i think this gets pretty this is pretty good in that case i feel like take the initiative later like kind of takes fills that slot of being a uh, a wild icon you know like a, a wild icon skill card but if you don't own that then this i think this is pretty good yeah i'll, I'll give it a zero as well well, I've never played it, I'll give this one a zero simply because, I mean, three willpower skill icons or two wild skill icons most of the time is pretty good if you're especially, yeah. you know, in multiplayer, you can hand that out to somebody and that's going to give them a, a big boost to the the test and uh, as we have talked about in other reviews, skill cards help you pass skill tests, which are basically one of the foundations of the game and so having something like this especially at this stage like three willpower skill icons at this stage of the game you know is huge that's going to do it for our look at uh, the second batch of guardian cards in the dunwich legacy investigator expansion let us know in the comments down below what you think we'd love to hear from you uh, any final thoughts guys we get a batch of cards for guardians i would say yeah, not bad. None of them are like super awesome, amazing. I can't wait to put this in every single one of my guardian decks. But they're, you know, we've got some decent situational ones that aren't terrible. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there and happy investigating.